everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Interactives podcast by this generation of MA Interactive Journalism students at City University of London, where we give you a weekly roundup of the biggest social media news headlines affecting social media teams in the newsroom. I'm your host, Olivia Burney, and this week I'm joined by Bryony Gooch and Freya Graham, who will be updating us on Instagram story likes, longer TikTok videos and Truth Social. We'll tell you how these headlines affect you and your job to help you work efficiently and effectively. So grab yourself a tea or coffee or catch up with your emails and we'll get you up to date on all the news you need to know to reach your social media targets. Hi, Bryony. What have you got for us today? Well, Olivia, fresh off the press today... I woke up this morning and checked my Instagram to find that Instagram has a new feature which allows people to like stories. Essentially, the way this works is Instagram has typically had it so you can view who has like seen your stories um, and for like feedback on stories and as a form of interaction, people have direct messaged you or they could react. Now, instead of like reactions or maybe as well as reactions, people can just like the story. Does that mean we'll be able to follow? It will be available somewhere, this information of how many people have liked the story? Yeah, so basically there's a list of people. It's still the same way you can see who is viewed and it should have a little heart next to them if they've liked your story to kind of show that they have liked it. So you can scroll and see the people who have liked your story or not. Um, The question is, how many people will use this as a feature? Um, Typically, people just kind of direct message you if they like your story. They'll like give a little reaction. Um, This feature is a lot more subdued. Um, It kind of normalizes liking stories, which is not normally, it's normally people are passive engagers towards stories, I guess. Good way to judge engagement on certain stories. Oh, absolutely. Um, Audience strategy teams will have a new way of seeing who is interacting with stories. They can use this to get um, a new form of feedback on their stories. I think there's always been the discussion with Instagram, especially how do you know if people like the format of your stories as like a publisher? This now gives you a far easier way of understanding uh, engagement, I suppose. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. I'm I'm intrigued to see what happens and we'll see if people do use it and what happens to the current reactions. I have only received one like today. I'm hurt. I'm shocked. It's a new feature. I'll like it. Don't worry. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It means a lot. Okay, Freya. Hi, Freya. Hello. Lovely to be here. You're welcome. Anytime. What have you got to talk to us about today? So I've got a story which was first on Wired, if you want to go check out the actual full-length story for yourself, if you have the time. So this is about TikTok and how we all know TikTok as this really short video platform, really short attention spans. We can just scroll through 60 second videos really quickly. But now TikTok are actually wanting to push out longer form videos. So it went from them having one minute as the maximum to three minutes as the maximum. Now they're trialing out five minute videos on the platform. So I think for journalists, you can be making longer videos, which is really good for telling stories. But also it's good to know if you want to be doing well in the TikTok algorithm, make those longer videos. Those seem to be performing well 
on the For You pages. So how is this going to be different? What's the difference between um, TikTok and maybe the content you might see on YouTube then if the videos are becoming similar? Mm, that's such a good question, especially because YouTube now is going towards short form content. You might have seen, what are they called? YouTube short. They're trying to mimic TikTok, but I think, I don't know, the difference with TikTok, right, is that you are scrolling and you can come across any content and you're instantly hooking that viewer straight away just from having that f- those first few seconds. Whereas on YouTube, you need to have a really good thumbnail to get someone to even click on it. So this now gives you know news organisations the opportunity to do content on TikTok, which they might have previously done on YouTube, but benefit from that tiktok algorithm i think the thing is three minutes is supposed to be like a golden ratio in some ways right Mm -hmm. like three minutes was quite long for tiktok anyway but it's also kind of seen as a golden ratio i mean what can be done in those two minutes extra i mean i suppose we'll see you know yeah exactly and we'll see whether the users actually want this as well like I think this is just TikTok. Some cynical people are saying, you know, TikTok, the main reason they want longer videos is because they can put more adverts in there. But do users actually prefer the shorter videos? You know, when you're scrolling through, you're not going to sit there for five minutes. You probably just go to YouTube. It could definitely put people off as well if... Like the idea of making a one minute video is a lot less intimidating to making a five minute video for the publishers who aren't already making TikToks. That might be a barrier too far to getting involved. Maybe. But I often think what publishers getting involved is they don't know how to do a news story in just one minute. Like that's so alien to them. Whereas five minutes, who knows, maybe now someone like the BBC will be like, oh, okay, maybe we could do that. That's something we're more used to with your BBC, you know, six o'clock news. True. Well, we'll see. And another thing that we'll find out about is, of course, we couldn't not mention it. So Trump's Truth Social launched this week. Actually, it only launched on the App Store um, and a lot of people were unable to even get onto the app because it had like a a limit of how many people could get on. Um, But we're still really not sure what is going to happen with it and if it's going to encounter any problems. It's a long way ahead in terms of it's very complicated to build a social media platform. And I think in the early days, Twitter had a lot of issues in terms of its data stores. And I think some people remember the fail whale. Um, and that used to happen a lot when there was an influx of new users to the site. And we wonder if Truth Social is going to have similar problems in the coming weeks and months as Obviously, there are a lot of people using it. Yeah, there's been a lot of criticism about it because it's quite similar to Twitter in a lot of ways. I've seen some interesting screenshots from inside. I don't know who's seen um, Donald Trump's first tweet or supposed first tweet. Um, another one to watch, really. Didn't Donald get banned from Twitter? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's why he's created Truth Social. Kind of reminds me of the actor Jeremy Renner created his own app which was a form of social media relating to Jeremy Renner. Really? It reminds me of that. Yeah. Matt Hancock also had his own app. This is off topic now, but I guess in terms of, you know, celebrities and politicians creating their own apps, should you then go down that route? Has it worked? Yep. (laughs) Will it work again? I think Truth Social will inevitably be linked to Donald Trump, though. Like, even if he doesn't frame it as an app dedicated to him, it's going to inevitably be linked to him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're on there, you're going to be a certain type of audience. You're going to be reaching a certain kind of audience. 
if you want to reach those people, then yeah, maybe it's a good thing to get to learn more about. But I think for a lot of people, surely Twitter is still going to stay as the main place. Good luck. Yeah, I think if you're a journalist, the main reason you be on True Social is to find a story, right? You want to find out what's going on in this bubble rather yeah. than actually trying to reach an audience with your own content. Maybe that's just my bias speaking as a journalist who doesn't support Donald Trump. We can definitely see it forming a community. Like, I can predict it forming a community. Yeah, and it's a home for those people which have certain certain opinions and they're allowed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can't even get the app in here in the UK right That's now. True. I think it's only in the US, right? Yeah, only in the US. How many of those people are just waiting just to see? just see what it's like that's the only thing they're interested in such an interesting thing to call it though truth social any kind of like i remember on youtube like russell brand had the truths and there's like some youtubers who have the truth news podcast i feel like there's always this association with the truth that's always very like interesting and it definitely attracts like a lot of perspectives what is the truth these days who knows Okay, we're going to leave it here. That's all for today, folks. You're now up to date with everything you need to know for the week. Thank you for listening and we'll be back on Friday at 8am. Until then, please subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud and leave us a review and recommend the Interactive podcast to anyone you think will find it useful. For more from the Interactives, check out our website www.interactives.com or come find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram or TikTok. We also have a newsletter called What the Hack. Thank you. Bye.